This is Central Carolina Journal, a program that highlights events, programs, and spices of life happening throughout our community. I'm Ricky Tan. In this episode, we visit Dunn Campus to talk with Chef D. Atkinson about their culinary program. So after Dunn, we go to the Dunn Center in downtown Dunn. I sat down with Chef D in their kitchen at the Dunn Center to talk about their program and all that is required to be in the culinary arts program. This is that interview. I am sitting here in the Dunn Center with uh, Chef D. Yes, sir. His name is actually Chef Devin. Devin <laughs> Atkinson. Devin Atkinson. Yes. And I'm enjoying his company at this time. And that I'm uh, very honored that he allowed me to come yes. and interview him. We're here in the Dunn Center in the cafeteria. Yes. They usually have demonstrations during the morning mm. at uh, 9. Yeah, we start actually start at 8. 8 o'clock? Yep. Um, eight, um, this semester, there's some classes that start at 9. I know um, today's class started at 9.20, and like tomorrow's class begins at 8.30, and we'll actually be opening up for service on Tuesday. And then, let's see, Wednesday class, that begins at 9, and Thursday class begins at 9. So, yeah. So, it's between 8 and 9. Yeah, mm-hmm. 8 and 9 o'clock. How many students do you usually have in the class? Um, our class is capped at 16, so this semester, just about every class I have, between 5 to 6 um, in each class. Okay. So it's pretty good for us um, in the culinary industry as well, too, because I'm, for one, I don't care for huge um, you know, culinary classes because that misses your chance. You might lose someone in the crowd as well, too, so I really enjoy you know, those classes that stop around you know, 5 or 6 that give me time to kind of get more hands-on and one-on-one with students just in case they miss something. As well, so yeah. He is one of the three instructors over the culinary arts program at the Dunn Center. Yes. He has strong passion for cooking, I tell us. Yes, yes, yes. 15 years in the game. <laughs> so, uh, graduate, when you graduate from high school, you always knew that you would come into cooking? And Thankfully, to my senior year, I, yeah, uh, my senior year, I knew what I was doing. Um, my junior year of high school, a little bit, you know, not all over the place, but I was a little bit in between because um, my plans before going to school was to go to law school. I was, you know, become a, um, going to become a lawyer. Um, I've been in music all my life, um, in the church or whatever. Everything people thought I was going to do music. I was like, no. And then, and crazy enough, whenever I was in high school, of course, I'm a true kind. I'm from Middlesex, North Carolina, so I'm a country bama. So that's what I can say. So I didn't even know there was such thing as culinary art school until I remember one day um, my mom, she was doing my aunt's hair at the time, and I was in the kitchen. I was baking some cookies and I was injecting it with some flavors or whatever and um, my aunt was like you should go to culinary school I was like I ain't doing no hair I ain't going she said no that's college college school I'm culinary schools for cooking I was like they have school for that and you know ever since then I researched it and then um, years ago I think that was back in 2011 when I um Started school to now. I've been in ever since. Um, but yeah, I found it. Um, I found um, RS2 Raleigh Durham. That's what I went to uh, for my culinary degree. And um, I loved it from the time I did summer um, camp programs there with knife skills, or whatever. I just loved it. It was just like giving the kids some candy. I was like, I want more. And um, from there, like, you know, it's just, it's just been a love. And I never thought 
while I was there in culinary school, my dream was then was to okay, I'm gonna do a restaurant, whatever. I never thought it would come full circle and I would actually be an actual culinary instructor, um, which is crazy because even for um, some of the classes, I still have some of my actual um, notebooks and projects or whatever. Whenever I was a culinary student, so you know, um, coming full circle, I showed them, but hey, I did this project as well too. This is what I did as well too. So if I can do it, I know you all can do it as well too. Um, so yeah, so I um, yeah, that's how I got my start in culinary arts school, and I just I just enjoy it. now to be teaching it. You know, I enjoy mm-hmm. it even more right. because it's kind of like reliving, you know, what I my love for culinary arts, how that began as well too when it came to education side. Okay. You bring a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of energy. I love it. I love it. A lot of energy when, when you when you express yourself. Oh, yeah. As a cook, uh, you're, you're, you're one of the head chefs here, right? Yes. Okay. Lead instructor. Uh, that's what they call me. That's awesome <laughs> stuff. Uh, are you very hard on your students? Or do you, would you say you were... I'm a medium. I'm a medium. I, but it's, it's funny because when my new students come in... Because I have my family has a natural mean mug, so you know when I'm walking around or whatever, you know, I, and I, I'm just be focused or whatever. So and even you can ask some of the past students that have graduated. It's like, yeah, we thought he was gonna be mean, but then it came. They came to two. They found out I was a cool, you know, laid back chef, or whatever. I'm stern and I get on them or whatever. That's only because I believe in you know their dream and I believe because I always when I figure out when I have my first students when they come in, I ask them. I say, okay, what's the goal whenever you graduate? I know it's day one of school, but mm-hmm. what's your goal? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, and when I find it out, it's okay. I'm gonna get you to that goal. You can ask some of my graduates. I got them to that goal as best as I could. I stayed on them. I stayed on when um, it came to their projects, not just my class. Stayed on with their math class as well too, because you know, with us being instructors, we have the ability to see, you know, how they're doing in other classes as well too. I was okay. I see you're doing good in my class, but I need for you to bring that math grade up as well too, because I want you to be successful all across the board, not just as a chef, but also as a student as well too. Um, so yeah, I'm not that hard. I can be if I need to be, but you know, I'm kind of like the fun uncle as they like to say you know I try to keep you know that vibe going as well too but I crap the whip uh, whenever it's needed as well too and set the standard and the bar high as well too I'm grateful that you know all of my students I've never had one student in my class ever that's ever disrespected me they all have all respected me all of them a lot of them sometimes see me email bring tears in my eyes I remember I had once and he was like you know you're the first favorite teacher I've ever had in all of um, where from middle school to elementary to high school they said you're my first favorite teacher ever whatever I was like oh god you made me cry but you know um, that's just showing me that I'm doing my job not only that you know having students you know coming back and you know taking stuff that we learned in class class as well too and taking it home and introducing it to their home as well too that shows that I'm doing you know my job as well too so thankfully I'm not the mean teacher as they like people like to say. <laughs> I, I think as students we we always have our perceptions as uh, instructors yeah uh, instructors and teachers and everything and uh, as we get to know you mm-hmm. because we're, we're not sure how far you're gonna let us go. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's always uh, good to have the discipline. Oh yeah. And it, sometimes we don't know. Mm-hmm. And we should you yep. know, <laughs> keep us in our place. What's your favorite dish to cook? Oh, oh God, that's a that question. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got several and everything, but I know. But every time I do an interview or um, a demonstration, I tell people, I said, "Now that's for for me personally." Mm-hmm. I was like, "That's a question." I said, "I don't think you should ever ask a chef." I said, "Because for me, I just love food so much." 
I don't have a favorite food. I don't have a favorite dish because I just love food. Like, you know, it could be one day I could be in love with um, chicken, and the next day I might be in love with octopus, eating octopus. The other day I might be in love with eating some alligator. I might be beef on nuts, a certain beef dish or whatever. So mm-hmm. I just, it's so hard for me. It's a, when I say, I tell people, it's a hard struggle for me to type to pick what's my favorite dish to cook or whatever because I just love food mm-hmm. so much. Even when I travel, I make sure I order something that I've never seen before. That way my palate is expanded as well, too. So, yeah, I don't have a favorite dish or favorite food. I just love food. Okay, okay, <laughs> All okay. foods. Okay. okay. Let, me, let me try another question. Uh-oh. What's your favorite dish to show your students to cook? My favorite dish to show my students to cook... It really depends on the class. Like today's class, Garmage, um, I always look forward to doing the cheese demo. I taught them how to make fresh cheese from citric acid, from rennet, and from milk, and it's always, it never fails. Anytime, at first they were like, Chef, this ain't, I said, give it some time. You got to work at it. It's like with our, it's like with our degree in our life, we got to work at it a little bit. Keep working that cheese. You'll see it begin to shine. So it looks rough and curled or whatever. I said, but keep working on it. And some hot pressure, whatever. You got to add pressure, some heat, and you see at the time. And it begins to shine and it begins to look beautiful. And that's what happened. They were like, Chef, I made cheese, I made cheese. So that's one of my favorite things to do in Garmage class. And then in my beginning class, my favorite thing to show them how to do is really to break down a chicken. Fully break down a chicken and then show them the different ways and different ways they can cook and also um, different parts how they can use the chicken as well, too. So I can say for me, that's that those are those things as well. Myself, I have been in the food service industry mm-hmm. before I came to change my career. I uh, want to change my career. In oh, you're a trader. I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, I can't stand. I can't stand too much longer because of my uh, military injury. Gotcha. Yeah, so, uh, in culinary arts mm-hmm. and in food service, that's a lot of standing. Yes, and it you is. You have to be on your feet. And uh, I'm just one of those guys that can't do it anymore. Yeah, I understand. So, the difference between your food service of their food service and culinary arts, what's, what's the biggest difference as far as what, what you would say as far as presenting foods or, or uh, making sure you serve the people? What's, what's, what's the difference, difference between actual, um, let's say, um, difference between them in class and actually serving the public? Yes, because I, I, like, I, I worked at Wendy's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I worked at Burger King and, and uh, those types of things. Gotcha. I also worked on uh, Post at... Uh, Port Brad and everything. So uh, I was a dishwasher, and, and I did all those, those type of aspects. I, I prepped some things mm-hmm. because I worked at a couple of restaurants, but I never got into the actual part of cooking. So gotcha. I was like, like a prep guy and uh, storing uh, vegetables, things like gotcha. that, chopping to make sure things done like that. Now, the difference between learning that and then learning what we learn here at culinary school. For me, there's, um, because I have a background, I worked at Arby's for six years. That was my first job. I worked at Arby's for six long years. I I worked that job so good that I was about to give me my own store. And the Arby's that I worked at was at um, Kenley, North Carolina, right off the truck stop road. Um, We were an official training store. We were um, the top three Arby's in all the nation. So, you know, we were, when it came to Surf Safe, by the book we stick to it. It came to that HACCP plan, you know, by the book and stick to it. I hate nowadays a lot of fast food restaurants aren't really as strict as they were whenever I was back in it because I can even tell from the customer service side of it mm-hmm. how this more so there's, there's more, it's more relaxed. Where back then, you know, it was more so strict. So whenever, um, 
I can say now it's a big difference between um, the food service industry out um, now, especially when you come by the, um, the chain restaurants. Now, there are some you know, fine dining restaurants that are still strict, whatever I said, but we're talking about more of the popular chain restaurants and what they're learning there and versus learning culinary arts. I believe there is a bigger difference because you know they might learn some simple chopping and some simple right. you know, um, sanitation things. And you know, I have a lot of students who have already have been working in those industries as well too that have become a student as well and we just kind of take you know that and we go more in depth with you know this actual knife skills of dicing the small dice the medium dice the large dice the on uh, the brunoise the tournay you know the proper julienne when it comes to sanitizer you know okay are you using the bleach or quartz sanitizer if so what is your concentration that needs to be? What temperature of your water needs to be? You know, when we're storing things, you know, what shelf does this raw chicken go on? What shelf does this ready-to-eat food go on? This, and so on and so forth. And the actual, you know, cooking temperatures as well, too. Right. And then what I've also found is, you know, those that, you know, beginning students who have, you know, been working in, you know, certain food area restaurants or whatever, some of them will take what they learn here and kind of take it back to their job and kind of, you know, be the catalyst for changes. I tell them, I say, if you're working a food job and they're not doing right, I say, be the person that changes that thing. I say, because, you know, we have to realize, you know, us working in um, the food service industry, we can easily, you know, get someone sick or harm someone if we're not properly cooking things or whatever. So we have to take it serious. I say, so whatever food service job you're working, I say, take everything you're learning here. I said, because it's by the book, it's by the health code or whatever. Take it. If you see something's not right, I said, try your best to, you know, try to implement the change so you all can be better, so you all aren't harming anyone. I said, because you wouldn't want to be on the other end and getting something served to you, you end up getting sick. And let alone if you're one of those high-risk populations, you don't want to be on the other end and getting served something. And then sometimes those high-risk populations, they easily die if they aren't served chickens that's been tipped properly or beef that's been properly tipped off. Something that's been ready to eat has not been um, properly stored as well, too. So, yeah, so we take a lot of those. The difference, I, I, I would say it's a small, slim difference or whatever, because uh, we, we go more in depth. You know, a lot of them have a little bit of a nod because some of them may have, you know, some restaurant experience or whatever. But we kind of take what they have and really kind of, you know, go in depth with it as well, too. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. Is this field for anyone? Can anyone come in the country? Yes. Yes, and that's what I love about um, our Con Ed um, department that we have um, when it comes to culinary arts because, um, and those are mainly, um, most, majority of my Con Ed students have have been in my evening classes, but we also have some Con Ed students that are um, during the day as well too, so this is for anyone, you know, we've had students who um, in the past, um, some are retired or some, you know, just wanted something to do and they saw that we were having a baking class or they saw that we were having, um, you know, a cooking fundamental class. And it was like, you know, I think I like to, you know, get my cooking skills up as well too mm-hmm. and they just decided to take the class um, in my evening kind of class you know a lot of those people they have full time jobs some work in the um, I have some who have um, been working in um, offices some who are working in the finance departments of certain places some who own daycares mm-hmm. um, Senator Jim Berger he was in one of my barbecue classes as well too he also he actually one of the second my, yeah, my second barbecue class and we had a cook off and him and his wife actually won wow. um, our cooking competition as well too so we've had just the evening classes has been regular people who just you know wanted to learn more mm-hmm. or who wanted to you know broaden their cooking um, definition as well too and their skills and techniques you know so yeah so it's for anyone if you you enjoy cooking and want to learn a little bit more if you see we're having a class whether it's here in Dunn or Sanford or Pittsburgh sign up and take it you will never be the same and the thing about I love about our kind of classes 
the people that keep coming back. Mm-hmm. They keep coming back. I think mm-hmm. my class, I think I've had about five or six people who have already taken about maybe five classes that I've done in um, some of the content classes. They enjoy it so much, they come tell their friends to come take it and come, this, come, this, it's kind of almost like a revolving door. They're always coming back when the class is over, you know. So, yeah, so culinary classes are for anybody. Yeah, as long as you have an interest for cooking, yeah. I'm not a cook. Mm-hmm. I'm a prep guy. My <laughs> wife will tell you, okay? So I clean up and I prep. But I saw you had uh, a flyer on, 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 the, on the bulletin board mm-hmm. back there. So you have your own you have your own business? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, I have my own um, catering company. This actually will be my eighth year being the owner of mm-hmm, Good Catering okay. Company, Incorporated. Thank you. Awesome. So, And, you know, in even turn with having that, you know, that's another vehicle that I show my students. I say, listen. If I can do it, I know y'all can too. Because my little catering company started off with me selling cakes off the side of the little hustle at the hotel, one my hotel job years ago, and now it's a full-blown catering company. So much so, you know, some of the students I ask, I always have open availability for some that want to volunteer on the weekends, or whatever. If I have some services needed or some cooks that needed as well too, that gives them a chance to, you know, kind of, you know, see what the culinary industry is like outside of, you know, the school as well too. One of my graduate students, James, he's one of my head prep cooks as well. Head one of my servers as well too for one of my for my events as well too and he was a corner student of mine now he's graduated and now he works for me as well oh, yeah that's how it works that's yeah how it works. do you uh do your demonstrations anywhere Can yeah you- i've done um yeah we do them here majority of our demonstrations for school we do them here i've also um, when i do my high school recruiting i'll go to different high schools and mm-hmm. do some demos um, i think last semester we had a few i know harnett central high they've come to us i think it was 60 students so i told them i said y'all break down the 20 so we're coming you know they came in herds of 20 and we did different um we did different demos for them as well too i've done what is the name of that group? Trio. We did a, I did a trio virtual cooking demo because, of course, when COVID hit, I had to learn how to use this phone and how to, you know, set up as well, too. So right, right. I've done our virtual demos as well, too. So, yeah, so we do them both here in the school, but we also make sure we go out to our community as well, too, to let them know that we've got culinary classes going on. We show them what we do or whatever, and hopefully that encourages them to, you know, if they're interested in taking culinary classes, you know, they'll come in to our, with their, one of our camps, you know, convenient for them. Awesome. Trying to see King County Fairville. Uh, oh, Lord, it's, it's not too far from us, so we wouldn't we wouldn't be opposed to coming I, I there. Think my wife would love to see you and your crew and your team demonstrate. Her and her girlfriends, they they're always looking for uh, different things to uh, do and everything. And they get together and they like I said, they're better they're better cook. I'm mm-hmm. I'm just guy prepping, so I, I possibly would be there. But I think it would be a fascinating. fascinating yeah, we'll see how we can work it out. Yeah. As an instructor, mm-hmm. you have different teaching techniques. Mm-hmm. What is one of your best techniques you use to teach and show your uh, students that uh, they have the ability to? Well, my first that I do, I always do an assessment. And it's always a mystery basket slash chop style assessment. So mm-hmm. I usually either do this sometimes the first day of class. As soon as they walk in, I was like, well, y'all go into the kitchen and I want to see what you got. <laughs> Because seeing that, that's where I know how I need to set my level of teaching, how far I need to, how deep I need to reach into them. So, you know, I always do that to see, you know, what they got. Mm-hmm. I do it at the beginning, I do it in the middle, and I also do it at the end. For me, but also for them, because they see how they grow from the time they did it the first time, the midpoint, and also at the end as well, too. 
So that's one of the main things that I do and teaching kind of angles that I teach from as well too because that kind of shows me, okay, how more in depth in the book I need to go and the recipes and the techniques I need to go or, you know, if I need to pull back some as well too. See, so those are one of the main techniques that I do along with, you know, myself doing, you know, demonstrations as well and kind of make sure I'm taking the time and really going slow so they can kind of see every cut, every angle, everything to the plate up and how to bring it all together as well too. So yeah, those are two of the main ways that I kind of, you know, mm-hmm. um, reach my students. You know, um, we do lecturing as well too. And I make sure I give them um, some more in-depth lecturing. Um, I'm one, I'm a visual learner as well too. So, you know, I, I love to show videos along with myself doing it as well too. I love to give them resources so they can um, watch different, um, you know, a lot of kids, um, a lot of students love YouTube and stuff like that. So I make sure I research on my end on my days off I kind of see you know different ways if I see it on TikTok if I see it on this y'all watch this or whatever it's covering something we go in the class y'all watch this video it's covering something we go in the class where I say hey y'all who got Instagram or whatever you know click this link or whatever it's showing something that we're going to do in class or we've done in class or showing you a different way we've done something in class it might work out um, easy for some that may have you know a little difficulty doing a certain knife cut or a certain cooking technique as well too. So you know, those are, I kind of use you know visual learning, you know um, social media, and that aspect as well to to kind of help you know bring uh, help my bit uh, help my business plan help my lecturing as well too. Yeah, and it has you know paid off a lot because I'm quickly um, to say I'll send an email say hey you all click this link it's going to show you all we got cakes coming up I need some nice video and I like how they break it down even more in-depth, whatever, about certain things or whatever, okay? okay. And then uh, and I think uh, even from um, today's class, mozzarella cheese, I've sent them a few videos um, about, you know, how over in Sicily or in Italian, how the, um, old, um, the older grandmothers or the OGs like a lot to call them, yes. how they do it, how yes. the technical side of it as well, too. And I said, y'all watch these videos all weekend, and I bet you all we're going to have some successful mozzarella cheese um, on today. And we had some successful uh, mozzarella cheese. All they said, well, I watched all the videos, I saw the techniques, and like, they got had the arms going just like the Italian grandmas did as well, too. So they did really good today. I was very proud. This, do certain students have certain cooking styles that they want to display for you? I'm from the South. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love southern cooking. Yeah, so like, do we have certain students that are strictly like Italians themed? Right. Yeah. I have not, uh, I don't have that many um, students that, you know, a lot of my students are very versatile. Right. Yeah. Even my ones who are um, who have more of a southern cooking back um, background as well too, um, a lot of my versatile. You know, I have a southern cooking um, background as well too, but I can also make you a, a darn good Japanese dish, a darn good Italian dish, Greek style or whatever. And I also train my students to be that as well too, because I want us all to be versatile chefs or whatever. Because you never know what kind of business you're going to get thrown at. You want to make sure you're able to juggle whichever kind of hand you're playing. Right. They but got, yeah, got to be versatile. Yeah. So thankfully, a lot of my students and even the ones who aren't that um, knowledgeable, they take the time to learn it as we're in class as well, too, and they learn to be more knowledgeable as well, too, so yeah. Once the student finished course here, mm-hmm. are they automatically put into a new course, or are they have a, a, a time limit where they go from course, gotcha. graduate course, and then mm-hmm. into the general workforce, or do they... Yeah, so usually... Automatic job placement, I'm sorry. Yeah, so usually on the... Um, 
towards the end, when, when the student notice come, coming up close, usually the semester and um, the semester of graduation, semester before, they're in work-based learning. And it's in that, um, you know, we kind of um, either themselves have already found a place they wanted to be employed at, or we also have resources. Like for me, I have been going around in the area finding different connections that will take, you know, uh, work-based learning students, whether it be a paid or unpaid internship. Same thing in all the other um, campuses. And I always um, let them know as a list. I said, you know, for me, whenever I did my work-based learning, um, I always thought about, okay, is this a place I really want to work at, you know, after I graduate? Because a lot of times, you know, that's really how um, it works as well, too. Um, For many students, you know, they've um, done the work-based learning, and they have ended up, some um, have worked full-time, you know, they started full-time, but started part-time, unpaid, mm-hmm. during the um, course of their work-based learning. But as soon as they graduated, you know, the bosses or the general managers or whatever enjoyed them so much, they said they offered them the full-time position as well, too. Um, so, you know, so that's how it works for, um, you know, for us here. Um, they go through the work-based learning course. Um, we've, I've had some students, you know, who have just, you know, enjoyed the work-based learning course, just get some um course to get some training and end up going into business for themselves. program at the Dunn Center is providing opportunities for students to learn the principles as well as practice in the culinary arts kitchen where they are taught and trained in the food service profession in the culinary arts program. Those that are interested in becoming a student can learn more online at www.cccc.edu forward slash culinary arts. Their phone number is 910-814-8851. The Dunn Center is located at 660 East Johnson Street in Dunn. That's going to do it for this edition of Central Carolina Journal. To hear this broadcast again, visit www.883wuaw.com forward slash ccj. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give us a call at 910 910- 814-8859 or email us at wuaw at cccc.edu Central Carolina Journal is a public affairs presentation of Central Carolina Community College and its radio stations 90.5 WDCC and 88.3 WUAW I'm Ricky Tan Thanks for listening